Borg presents Season 4 Wrap-Up. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And Season 4 is out the door. Season 5 is feeling alive. Season 6, picking up sticks. Season 7, we're sending the show to heaven. Do you think that people used to pick up sticks more? And that's why that's the common rhyme for six? Because I don't pick up sticks that often. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, again, you're probably going to make fun of me for being a homeowner. If you have trees on your property and you're responsible for it, you do spend a good deal of time picking up sticks. Because you don't don't want to go over those with a mower, you know? What Um, happens if you go over them with a mower? Oh, it's just bad for the blade. um, And it might stop it up. Uh, It may kick the, it may kick a part of it out uh at a pretty high velocity and hit something or like your shin like you kind of arrow your shin yeah yeah just you know so you just don't want to you you want your blades cutting soft grass you don't want them cutting something hard that could achieve velocity is uh is kind of the thing um i like i know that there's the game pick up sticks you know that people used to play before we invented entertainment for tv yeah yeah before smartphones right right uh hoop and stick (laughs) the long cup hoop and or stick yeah yeah but uh but but picking up sticks as a uh, as a home maintenance activity uh it's frustrating especially if you have a neighbor a neighbor's tree that overhangs your fence and all of a sudden you're picking up their sticks oh she's like a 65 year old (laughs) woman (laughs) oh she's gotta go Uh, um i just it's always weird that it's part of like nursery rhymes Mm. i guess kids were made to do their adult chores yes well they're low to the ground they can pick them up yeah it it is way easier to bend over when you're a kid (laughs) like as as an adult like that stuff's an emergency but yeah as a kid i could do that all all the live long day oh yeah your back is basically just a a, just a just a green shoot it is a it it is not turned into a into a tree fun noodle Yeah. yeah Uh, we're talking about the season four wrap up and picking course. up sticks. <laughs> we can and go back to that sticks. anytime we want I might, to. <laughs> you know, I might when I'm walking around when I'm walking to band practice later. Maybe I'll pick up a stick just pick for old time's sake. Pick up a stick and throw it. Keep it for a dog. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe run it along a fence. Mm-hmm. You know, do yeah. one of those things. Or like, yeah, stick it in somebody's bicycle spokes. <laughs> 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 Take that commuter. Mm. Take that green machine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you're helping the planet from down there on the ground <laughs> in the pavement. Yeah, right. Just, just picturing the idea of some kind of just eco warrior driving a uh, j- j- driving uh, or riding a green machine in order to reduce. <laughs> like I, 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 I agree with you. That's fine, but also, yeah. mm, <laughs> like they can still be a dork even if you agree with them. True. Most of the people I agree with are dorks. Yeah, you know, Bernie Sanders. Um. <laughs> So yeah, we're talking about the uh, the finale of season four, no, my favorite season of the show. I mean, we're, we're we're doing the wrap up. We talked about the finale last week. Oh yeah, the the, the final uh, bit of coverage. Whew. Okay, the, uh, not Sorry. the finale of the season, but the finale of uh, the season of the show. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing the uh, doing the wrap up, talking about uh, the DVD special features, uh, hitting our first and worst for the season, and reading your uh, listener mail. Although we don't have any letters about season four, uh, which is uh, probably our uh, my fault for not putting out the call. But we do have uh, we do have mis- miscellaneous letters uh, to yeah. to read. Yeah. That's quite all right. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the uh, the from the ladle to the grave. The shallow gravy story, Love it. and then uh, Avenger Halloween, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, both interstitials, both real fun. And then we'll be getting into season five. Season uh-huh. five. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm excited so- to revisit it, even though I remember it not being super great, um, knowing that the boys are really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I want to look at it kind of through that lens. Yeah. I want to look at it through the lens, I mean, especially to read about the making of it, too. You can usually mm-hmm. borrow some enthusiasm uh, from their process that they that they went through. I mean, like reading about them coming up with stuff, you know, for season five during the writing, the writing session for Operation Prom, you know, that uh was nice you know and it gave some yeah, context on things to look for you know and spanakopita yeah. is an amazing episode yeah there 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 are cute episodes for sure the great tim meadows ends up being in the uh the sphinx episode <laughs> and you know i love tim meadows yeah uh, uh so you... <laughs> baseball fever catch it um baseball yeah. fever catch it <laughs> So, uh, we, we, we got these DVDs, you know, usually we talk about the packaging a little bit because they, the, a lot of care and love goes into making them that because this was released in two volumes, there's there, you know, there's two that are very similar looking, uh, both they're of them themed. are, yeah, uh, both, both of them, their, 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 their jacket, uh, uh, is made up to look like the chest portion of a speed suit. You got the, mm-hmm. uh, you got the patch, you got some pencils in there and some pens and a pocket and stuff and it's pristine in s1 and in s2 it's all messed up covered in blood and ashes and stuff like that well and, and the dvd cases is, is the nipple it's, it's the, the chest under it's the torso yeah 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 very uh, very and, clever and, and, yeah very clever consequently uh you know the the design stuff on the show is absolutely impeccable mm-hmm. um yeah doc, it has been yeah doc hammer does an amazing job at that stuff does super good let's uh let's get into the uh the deleted scenes then we'll talk about the other special features and, and such yeah i didn't i didn't make any notes about the the, the kind of dud deleted scenes here so if there's something that you saw that the, that you you know i didn't see to include feel free to uh, throw it in gary uh something yeah. that i like about their presentation of this that they didn't do before is that they will do a little bit of a lead-in to each of the deleted scenes uh, with the full animation, right? And then they will kind of do a crossfade into the animatic, um, and then yeah. do a f- and, and then do a fade back out. That is a really good approach for presenting this stuff, and I'm happy they figured out a way to make it visually make sense. Agreed. Uh, one little thing that I don't like between the two parts is that the first uh, half of the DVD plays all the deleted scenes as one file. Yes. Uh, the second one has them as individual menu items, mm-hmm. which I like less. I think that like just watching them all at once, even before I was doing it for the show, that's how I watched <laughs> deleted scenes. I didn't like finish an episode, then watch the the you know twenty seconds of animatic, then watch yeah. the next episode. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's always a roundup. <laughs> there is the me. play all button, but that always feels like a the hit the I'm getting I'm feeling lucky button on Google. I'm getting lucky yeah. is what you what you find on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that, that's when you go to daftpunk.com uh, and press the I'm getting lucky button. Yeah. You're a charming MIDI. <laughs> uh, um, the, uh, that, that, yeah, you don't know what, they, what they're going to want, what they're going to play first, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be the deleted scenes first or one of the other things. Yeah. Um, so I don't like the play all button very much. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's, let, let's get into it. We got, we got some deleted scenes from handsome ransom. Uh, it's very minor, but I like the bit where, uh, the monarch praises Hank for calling rusty a honky. <laughs> yeah. It just, just seeing that scene again was good. It wasn't oh. like they, they, it doesn't add very much uh-huh. to it, 
you know? I think the joke here, because it's animatic, it's kind of hard to see, is that the monarch raises his hand to give him a high five and then realizes uh-huh. Hank is tied up. <laughs> and that's that's cute. But right, it, just yeah. the honky is the... Uh, I like oh. the comic timing, timing of the original version of it a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, a little quick. <laughs> <laughs> but just but just uh you, you know the the childish need the, the childish level of, of, that the monarch is operating on uh yeah. and and him really like just uh, uh admiring hank's work is 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 good and heartwarming um, um a little bit more captain sunshine uh mm-hmm. i love you know he's you know, oh no sir not another one he goes he's an orphan smell his jacket <laughs> such a weird like, I wish that stayed in. I think that's very funny and strange. The uh-huh. idea that orphans have a specific smell, uh, <laughs> Nobody's... which is probably true. I've, I've, you know, as an orphan, I've definitely started stinking more. Uh, <laughs> I just say, you know, just like nobody who has parents who are taking care of them will let a jacket get that filthy. Uh, you yeah. Know, which the this the secret the secret is all of us could be washing our jackets more probably. Sure. Well, and also it's Brock's jacket. It's Brock's like blood and sweat soaked <laughs> nightmare jacket. Yep. You know, uh, it's, it's, so it ends up making sense. And then the monarch, uh, to set up the second meet sends a fax and it looks like it's just a bunch of code. Uh, but it turns out that it's ASCII art of Rusty's head with the word <laughs> yeah. smells on it. And my favorite part of this is the minute, well, we know Hank's still alive. <laughs> uh, the, uh, very good oh, Hank. oh gosh. <laughs> uh the revenge society i thought that this would this was cute there was an extended bit when the red mantle and dragoon were waking up and it's like why is the bed wet and it's like oh i think i might have peed no that's blood and i think it's a uh, dragoon who says why would you pee blood in my bed <laughs> yeah very good very yeah. cute uh, the better man um, has the order of the triad talking about the fear ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is something where I like that they cut it. The timing's better. Yeah. When, when you know, he's uh, Jackson or uh, uh, Jefferson's like, I'm at a five and you know, we should all be at a 10 <laughs> yeah. uh, is better than, than what they have here. A uh, little shtick. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and then after the, aren't you a little ashamed of your ignorance mm-hmm. bit where Hank thinks Al is transgender. Uh, he says like, why, here's, here's my advice. You should run away, see the world. In fact, why are you still here? Yeah. And uh, Hank, Hank says he's staying for, because of three words, free cable TV, which is a yeah. funny idea, but cutting on the, uh, all the time is a, that's a better yeah, cut line. It's way better. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting to see the way that the, the editing, Oh yeah. You know, the, the stuff, uh, they, they do a lot of good work mm-hmm. in the edit. That's a, that's a doc thing. And yeah. a lot of this stuff when they're cutting things, uh, they do good timing. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, 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 that line is cute, but it is, it absolutely makes better sense to have Hank, uh, cut, cut away on that one. Yeah. Um, some non jokes during self-medication, mm-hmm. uh, initially I like the end, the last, all the stuff with hatred, uh, and the uh, the movie theater I like much more. <laughs> yes, for deleted stuff. Yeah. But uh, a kind of a confusing monarch rusty chase sequence, mm-hmm. where uh, the monarch is comparing the doors he could choose to different like life choices. Yeah, he could have made as opposed to it just being like a death trap mm-hmm. thing, which is how the final cut plays out. Yeah. Um, and then a return of Hector, who we saw diving in the pool during the therapy scene before, but now, uh, he wa- asks, you know, they set up Jonas not being there for the therapy in advance, Yes, which is taken care of by him sneaking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't need this. I like the, the revelation of the sneak of the, uh, of the sneaking better than Hector here. Although I do love the, 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 the oh gosh, the fate of the boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely yeah. forgotten. Um, we have the therapist. 
uh, doing kind of this extended intro, underlining, you know, kind of one of the themes here. Boy adventures have no childhood, and that's why they're fucked up. Um, I'm mm-hmm. ambivalent about whether or not that would have uh, that would have sufficed. It's very clear that they um, wrote way more for the therapy s- section than anything else, and that's where mm-hmm. most of the cuts are. Like uh, 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 Pat Oswalt's character, Wonder Boy Two, gets most of the cut, um, most of the cuts yeah. from that. Yeah, there's a good little bit where he's talking about herpes as the fruit of the month club for your lap. Uh, <laughs> lap has always been one of my favorite euphemisms for genitals. Okay. You know, I just laugh is really nice and non-specific. It's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 mysterious. It disappears half the time. Yeah, uh, you know. uh, <laughs> it's illusory. <laughs> yeah, it's like some kind of castle that only exists during the full moon <laughs> for your body. You mean Castlevania? I, yeah, it's a very Castlevania. <laughs> the lap only appears once every hundred years. Lapplevania. <laughs> uh, I, the, this little extended bit with them tying uh, Rings of the Realm three Return of the Realm uh-huh. uh, is is great. I love it. you know just like why you know oh you pulled up my browser why don't you okay well why don't you hack into fandango.com what's the web address I don't know Google it. <laughs> uh, this is all very good of hatred being an old man uh-huh. at computers and Hank being fucking a Hank. Yeah yeah it just it, it, it opens here. with him typing and saying I'm in. <laughs> he just opened yeah. the browser. <laughs> just opened like Chrome or whatever. Yeah. Uh and then they all re- recoil because instead of writing fandango.com they wrote mandingo.com. Yeah. Which is a racially insensitive uh term but also like mm-hmm. that will show up in porn tags. Yes it will. Uh even to this day in 2021. Mhm. Um and then they they uh do three senior tickets uh, to save a little bit of money. Uh, which Dean, of course, is shocked at. Yeah, uh, and uh, hatred does his little stump speech about how they get you uh-huh. with ads uh, and trailers and stuff. Who pays for that? That kid, Kid Rock, I had for the army. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Guess you pay for that your tax dollars. They got you coming and going, which it's and the, it's true. The, the callback is very good. Oh yeah, uh, of him trying to get back in the you know. So he just ran away in the original episode here. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a little weird. He's abandoning the boys here. He tries to get back in the theater to get mm-hmm. the boys. Uh, but can't because his ticket stub says he's a senior. Right. And uh, uh, he's only he's yeah. only 49. He answered about his age, honestly. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, good deleted scene there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the diving bell and the butter uh, butter glider has a uh, kind of a strange one. Um, it's not a cut. Uh, it's not a cut sequence. We get just the full screen close up version of the hench suit presentation so we can see some of the mm-hmm. details. I appreciate that. Mm hmm. Uh, and then some more butter glider yes. uh, stuff. You know, uh, Dr. Misses the Monarch saying, like, you, why do you need this? Everything you have flies. You have a flying car. Uh, you have a flying house. You've got wings yeah. on your suit, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And this also, you know, that little, the bit that doesn't come across super well in the episode, but of him doing this for Midnight Crisis, he's like, it makes me feel young. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, so they, they kind of added some support to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, before uh, cutting it. Uh Pomp and circuitry. I love uh, this. Has, yeah, has has uh, has some some good little bits. Just just a, just a good bit of uh, of Passover Seder humor, uh, you know, because they're because the council at the beginning they're talking about like yeah we're gonna need to find gonna need to find a new member because of the merger between <laughs> Red Mantle and Dragoon. Hey, the merger is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them talks about the uh, about the empty monitor. I think it might it might even be uh, Vendetta who says this. It is Vendetta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> says, and why are we keeping this empty monitor in case Elijah shows up? 
very funny. <laughs> which is which is a thing at uh, at Satyrs. He yeah. keep an empty chair for the prophet Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the impo- professor impossible when uh, Phantom Limb shows up and he's kind of stretched around his lab. Um, he talks about Howard Hughes's rules for milk. Yeah, uh, here. This is kind of cute, but also they already did that with the jars of urine. Yes. You know, and the Howard Hughes gets a cross vine. I think this is gilding the lily a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Also, it's just kind of like straight up just pulled from the aviator. Uh, yeah. You know, like, like uh, almost pretty much word for word. Uh, I want to put it. Yeah. Want to put in a plug? Uh, there's just a there's a biography the that I uh, yeah. Just, oh. I mean, the aviator is a good movie. <laughs> uh, one of the yeah. best biographies I ever read was a Howard Hughes biography. Um, mm. it's, it's I think it's just called Howard Hughes. Uh, listen to that in audiobook form. Oh, god damn it! Fifteen years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. fascinating life. Piece of shit, dude. Yeah. Fascinating life. Biographies for me, the person has to be a real fucking weirdo for me to, <laughs> oh, to get how, into it. Howard Hughes, famously well-adjusted man. <laughs> no, no, that, no. I'm saying that that, that that sounds interesting because people are always like, "What about this biography of this great man?" Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just about inspiring stories of his childhood and shit. Yeah, they got to be absolute fucking nutbags. Cool for me to want to read a biography. I want to learn about James Madison through his correspondence. Yeah. <laughs> that shit like even people who i'm interested in there, there's like a 10 volume lovecraft biography thing that st joshi winked off into and i i can't no i can't no no you know? can't uh um can't and the, the guy's parents went insane from syphilis and stuff like there's interesting shit there but it's mm-hmm. not not enough of a weirdo <laughs> um brisby uh you know there's an extended version of the brisby speech mm-hmm. um you're know, talking about being uh mad about piracy and disappointed with the college building his money bought this had implications later in a deleted scene they talk about it being the brisby impossible consolidated uh <laughs> general insurance or whatever mm-hmm. uh tying in the investors they cut that yeah from this uh but the you know it's like oh that ties brisby into it mm-hmm. brisby I, I wonder if they made that cut for time you know and for better timing which it did mm-hmm. or whether they made that cut because it gives us a plot dangler that doesn't go anywhere yeah yeah and you know just like let's cut let's cut those theories off it, it was a gamble to even include brisby for that one line <laughs> yeah it's a it's good that he still exists in the world it's weird mm-hmm. that walt disney disappeared from the world yes and yeah. they're just because he's not super funny in mm-hmm. the show yeah um i love uh i love rusty's passed out mayor <laughs> this is really good that like the you know get me home son i can't because you're on fire like all of, all of the stuff dean is really good in this and yeah. then it, them waking up like you made me drive you know so he crashed into the fountain um and after you got kicked out of the sorority party for drinking all the wine coolers <laughs> um uh, and and it just it, again there there's there's a there's a huge like heart or lack of it in this and like <laughs> just in the, in the dream version of the scene you know something's wrong because rusty apologizes to dean uh mm-hmm. for 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 messing he, he up his future in the second bit it, that's in the real version uh, the, at the end dean goes am i in trouble oh uh, yeah and rusty says none of this is your fault it's mine father's fault <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so i guess <laughs> to take your responsibility the, the the uh the 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 off thing is him saying it's my fault and then the real version saying it's my father's fault you know yeah, it just it, it, him shirking good. that is very good to me yeah um, the, uh, bright light scene city has a bunch of good 
mm-hmm. stuff. It's interesting here. Um, Dean, you know, showering with his clothes on or not showering at all. <laughs> little cute bit. But we actually finally get to see Beastradamus. We do. I love that Beastradamus yeah. predicts 9-11 10 years too late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A tower That's on fire good. in the middle of the city. The kingdom in decline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll call you. I predict, sadly, you won't. Um, and then bring you applying. And I love this. He's past the retirement age, even though he hasn't been born yet. Yep. Which is like very funny. Uh, a little bit. Oh, man. Um, this feels like necessary context. Brown Widow lives, a co- lives across the hall from Dean. Yeah, lots of Brown Widow stuff. Uh-huh. Got cut. Um, him showing off his eyes, him molting. Um you know, him like laying into Dean mm-hmm. about wanting to be a boy reporter. He's like, damn it, kid. You know, the newspaper industry is dying. Like, you don't want to do that. Yeah. They'd be like, they'd be like, wanted to be a Cooper or a wheelwright. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, really good bit with them, uh, you know, with Lady Hawk or Lady Bird Johnson mm-hmm. uh, finally quitting. Yeah. You know, tell my wife I forgot to buy milk and that we quit. <laughs> um, and them uh, in what we will later find out to be the monarch child at home. Mm hmm. Uh, here, uh, a word, and uh, I love this a little bit with Professor Impossible. Like, why does every one of my schemes blow your schemes blow up one of my buildings? Mm-hmm. I got an ice station, a couple hours, you can blow that up, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then Dr. Killinger appearing from the uh, fireplace, yes, to yeah. help them out to uh, to, 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 to straighten them out, which implies that the Revenge Society would go on to be more of a successful operation because I don't see them turning down his advice, yeah, yep, yep. they would sign, um. The uh, the silent partners. Um, we have a little bit more about how Sphinx's Sphinx's OSI connections, um, them using old passcodes to like draw on their funds and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not not you know, laugh a minute stuff, but yeah. just kind of uh, you know, background lore. Yeah, setting up a uh, you know uh, some of some of the context and, and reminding you of their connection. Um, Operation Prom though has I think my favorite deleted scene here, which is shallow gravy negotiating with Pete. Uh, he yeah. was acting as the DJ at the prom about what their set ought to be. Um, a, we get more more of the names of their songs, which is really good. They had they had like, what looks like a forty five minute set list planned. Yep, but they get two songs and then they name ten or twelve they're going to cut. Yep, uh, here and they're going back and forth like, oh, that's the one where I take my shirt off. You know, oh, that's the one with my bass solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back and forth uh, is really good. And it's like we're going to have to cut Dream Police. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, that's our best song. He's like, yeah, you never close with a cover. You want them going home with, with your song in their head, which sounds like just like Doc Hammer real life experience. Right. Yeah. You know, stuff. Uh, and then he'd be like, that's a cover. It's our best song. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I lied. I just, I just, I just love it. <laughs> that Dermot led Hank to believe that he wrote Dream Police. Because, it's very funny. Yes. It's a Dream, it's... Dream Police is one of the funniest songs. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> You listen to lyrics of that fucking song. Like it is. It's very literal. Like, oh, man. Cheap Trick rules, uh, by the way, as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can you can like put on a Cheap Trick album, and it's really good, like, power mm-hmm. pop. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, Cheap Trick is great. Oh, I mean, um, just, just, just roll the dice on them, and you're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and their late albums, surprisingly, have lots of bangers on them. Hmm. Uh, since they're from Rockford, they have their album Rockford, Rockford. Illinois. Hmm. Uh, that was where my ex-wife is from. I used to spend a lot of time in Rockford. So, and the radio stations played a lot of cheap trick. Of course. And they would play every once in a while, play deeper cuts mm-hmm. because it's kind of their version of like, you know, Bruce Springsteen or, yeah, or whatever. It's a hometown heroes. Uh, yeah. Hometown heroes. Uh, and every time they play a song, I'd be like, what is this? This fucking is good. And then it would turn out to be cheap trick. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they, they, they've, they've got different sounds like from different eras and they sound good in all of them. 
Like, yeah, legitimately a very good band. Yeah. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but just uh, also imagining, uh, you know, that's, Dream Police is a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty out there song, like instrumentally yes. too. So imagining just a bass and drum cover of Dream Police, they can't have done a really good job. Bass and drum machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, and then there is a uh, deleted scene. Uh, where Molotov, uh, Brock doesn't believe Molotov that the uh, that the sex workers are uh, her black hearts. She says, "Oh, you know, do you want to double check?" And he tries calling Rusty, and one of them picks up. This actually confirms that the uh, that the sex workers are black hearts, which I thought that she was just lying because it's easier for me to believe that Molotov is lying than it is for me to believe that the trained assassins forget their duties because of the because of the dance. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they don't forget because of the dance. They forget because of the Spanish fly. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the it, it had the effect the the intended effect before it had the unintended effect. Yeah, yeah. I think is the the implication. Yeah, I was I was mistaken um, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a promo that they put for Comic Con for season four. Mm-hmm. Um, starts with the fourth of anything being the most important and going through like movies that are fourths. You know, like Star Star Wars and such until they get to like four each club mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh and then it's a really fun dramatic cut of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh full of full of action, like to a really banging JG Thurwell mm-hmm. song. And it's funny because uh, it is very well done and it feels intentional. You know, it feels intentional, like, yeah, this is high energy, high impact. And then to hear the boys turn around and say, like, man, you know, people think we're a different show than we are. I was like, gesture wildly at this, at this cool yeah. thing you guys put together. Like all of those hey, moments you, are cool and good, but <laughs> you're you're playing it as such. I like that they they the uh red flags or the the red herrings. Mm-hmm. They, they place in here. I love ending with it's me from the future. We have to stop before the angels of destruction. Uh, you know, that's very cute. Uh, here. Uh, there's a thing called lost opening here. This is in the show. Like we watched this. Yeah. I, I don't think this is really a lost anything. I can't yeah. remember which episode it is, but we definitely talked about this because I've, I've watched it recently. Cause it's weird. It's weird that the monarch has a danger room. Yeah. I mean, it is weird that he has a danger room, but we, I'm sure we talked about it. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't remember which episode, you know, but this, this is not lost. Mm-hmm. This is on the Hulu version of this show. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which episode it was, but I guarantee we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, but it's just, it's a, it's a mission against the ventures going well. And then the simulation breaks down when 21 kisses Dr. Mrs. The Monarch. Yeah. A second Dr. Mrs. The Monarch comes out and starts making out with them. Yeah. Uh, and it's cute, mm-hmm. but again, I don't know. I wonder if like in syndication or it was cut maybe from an episode, uh, and then restored or something. Um, yeah, it's, I, I promise we talked about this. I need to find which episode it is. So I'm yeah, not being yeah. a crazy person, mm-hmm. but when this came up as a lost opening, I was like, no, 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 no. You know, right. I've seen this many times. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 definitely the conversation about like what a Colombian necktie is versus this other stuff that I, I, I distinctly remember that conversation. 100%. Yeah. And I remember Brock's head getting cut off mm-hmm. with the wings. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just uh, I don't know what that what what this DVD is on about. Yeah. Um, They promised to have some Toby Huss uh, <laughs> takes uh, and they put some in the uh, in the the DVD. That's oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, this is this is real fun. Yeah, uh, it's 
the part where in any which way but Zeus, uh, he's like, so this is Captain Sunshine yeah, and pointing yeah. to uh, Desmond, mm-hmm. the the butler. Um, and it's just him improving different ways to say it mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I love like, so this is Capper. I love Capper. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> That's the, the, like that. That doesn't read as a mistake. That reads as just Traster's a weird dude and talks and has a very distinctive way of talking. So, yeah, maybe he would. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I mean, just take after take after take of this. And it's hard to determine if it's, if, you know, if, if it's him of, of them not being satisfied with it, or if it's just Toby Huss saying, all right, this needs to lead into, you know, somebody else saying, oh, Captain Sunshine. So this is Captain. So this is Cap. like just giving them every single flavor of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, they show, uh, the script. So mm-hmm. they show that it's going to have the the sunshine bit after it. Yes, I don't. I don't think any of these are a mistake. Hmm. Like I think th- these are all just different takes of them just saying like, "Okay, give us another one" until they found the the one they like the best. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't read them as mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just i i i have i have worked enough. I've I've worked around voice booths enough uh, to know that there are certain phrases that you just oh you botched that one. Okay, we repeat it. No, no, and then you repeat it so much, you get that sense of like this. This isn't even words anymore, you know. Yeah, you get, you know, just uh, like everybody is in their head about it. So, but Toby yeah. House is a professional. It, so, yeah, I, I feel like that dude knows his, his stuff. I, I can imagine them wanting a different take. Yes, you know. Um, and then we get their promos for the finale. Uh, mm-hmm. When they aired the finale, they showed these during commercial breaks. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, so and I, it's, I, I watched these live. Yeah, and it's it it, it is Doc and Jackson um, in a bar, and they've got they've got mm-hmm. fun little uh, fun little jokes, uh, you mm-hmm. know, talking about like oh yeah we got stuff coming up, but also talking about like oh this drink is making me sick or does this taste like arsenic to you? <laughs> yeah, it, it it is cute. Yes. You just like improv some fun at a tiki bar. Yeah, uh, kind of thing. Uh, always weird to see the boys after yeah. you listening to their voice like so often it's um, it, it, i'm i'm very happy that they didn't do the voices in person it, it just it, it makes my skin crawl when i watch somebody who is a voice actor do do the voice uh really you know, in uh well just yeah just just like in an interview you you just the the inside the actor studio thing you know james lipton ah can you can you bring bart simpson in here for me well hey dude it's like oh, oh. I, I guess I, I don't associate that with Lipton. I associate that with like, uh, you know, Conan or something. I just yeah. throwing that on there. I always love that stuff. Oh. It, it, uh, I seek that out because huh. it's, it's surreal. It, it's, it's like, it's the wildest and strongest drug there is. And <laughs> 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 Castellaneta just it's... pump out a Homer, like nobody's business. Yeah. It, it just, mm-hmm. it, it gives me chills. I don't, I don't care for it one bit. You know, just like oh, uh, just see, sit, Seth MacFarlane rolls up and, you know, he's just like three seconds away from dropping a Stewie. And it's like, oh, man, well, that that's Seth MacFarlane. Though. <laughs> like, I, I agree that like it, I, Stewie walks up and he's three <laughs> seconds away from dropping a Stewie. Like, first of all, Stewie walks up. I'm running because that's a little flesh orb. Yep. Like a, like photo, you know, human flesh Stewie is mm-hmm. scarier than flesh part. <laughs> like quite a bit. All hell. Especially he's going to drag his head like one of the pet boys. Yeah. <laughs> 
know? Because <laughs> they're scratching him up. Yeah, just just the big big scab where he's like had to drag his like enormous melon. Oh no. Where's wife? I would like to fuck wife. <laughs> Give me wife. Cute <laughs> uh, yeah. wife, father. I will fuck wife. Uh super scary. Super. No thanks. Yeah. But a good voice actor, I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's do uh let's do first and worse. Yeah. Uh do you want to do that before listener mail or after? Oh, uh, let's do it after. Okay. Yeah, let's do it after. Let's do listener mail first. Yeah. Uh uh first off, uh Frank says via contact. I've noticed quite a few real circumcision or a few real weird circum not real circumcision. This was those ghost circumcisions. A few real weird circumcision jokes on the show, with the latest being the master talking about cleaning it with a Q-tip. Is that what you guys think regular dicks are like? So fucking weird. Love, Frank, not an American or of a faith that practices it. So Frank's rocking a turtleneck in case anyone was wondering. Brave of him to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that it, it it is it is particularly an American sickness for anybody who was born in a time where that was done uh, as just a matter of course for weird hygiene reasons or whatever. I I think that that's literally just where it comes from. Is you know, if you're unfamiliar with it, anything that's different will be uh, you know we uh, weird weird to you, and that probably yeah. is the case for the boys too. Well, when, you know, it's also one of those things, too, where this could just be American, you know, uh, semiotic colonialism. Yes. But if you draw a penis, mm-hmm. you know, you don't draw the turtleneck. Like right. like a silhouette of a penis or anything like that is, is always has the, the head mm-hmm. uh, visible and the crest, the weird, t- you know, Triceratops-esque <laughs> crest that it has. Yeah. Uh, is always visible. So there's, there's something about just like the platonic ideal of a penis in mm-hmm. the consciousness that is a circumcised penis. It doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah. But when I think penis, I think uncircumcised penis. Yeah. It, it is, it is American or circumcised. Uh, <laughs> right. It, it is, it is American, uh, cock hegemony. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, we export it's, our cocks all over the world. I mean, kind of, um, yeah. <laughs> and we did during all the wars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what I think a regular dick looks like. I mean, I guess, I guess I do, but also I wouldn't call it a regular dick, I guess. It's just one of those things. I, I don't, I don't think about, I don't, I don't think about the image of a dick very much. It is almost always the, uh, uh, the, the idea of a dick that is funny to me. I, I think about the image of a dick and I do consider a circumcised dick to be a regular dick, but also I'm not going to like fight yeah. anybody about it. It's yeah. just what I'm used to. Yes. It it would be dishonest for me to think uh, an uncircumcised dick is what comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. The, the 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 penis that I see most often is uh, is circumcised and that is mine. Yeah. And and I'm I'm a man of the world. I watch pornography. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while you get an uncut man. Mm-hmm. Uh on there and I do admit that it's a little uncanny. <laughs> it it's fine once you pull it back. Uh-huh. But before that there's a real like any groping proboscis? What's what's waiting in there? <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, is it is it good? Does it eat through that? Like, there, there's a weird, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It is it is mysterious and unnerving to me in a way that uh, I've definitely been enculturated to, yeah. and I don't feel any guilt about because I don't take it that seriously. Yeah, I you know? I, I make I make no judgments about whatever genital situation somebody's got going on. So yeah, get yeah. to ride the wave, enjoy it. <laughs> whatever that general is if it feels good yeah. do it but i i do think in terms of the circumcision jokes on the show mm-hmm. the boys uh as clones of of us are just 
also have those same yeah yeah preconceptions mm-hmm. uh and that you know it's it's not monstrous but you are gonna have to clean it with a q-tip is 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 a funny line yeah yeah i mean especially, especially spoken to a teenage girl who is not you know probably familiar with the uh with the uh hygiene the male needs. yeah with the hygiene needs yeah. of a of 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 the uh you know masculine equipment but um yeah yeah so like the master's also trying to make it sound gross yes yeah you know you know so that's, that's <laughs> the grossest thing that you'd have to do and also, with it. like okay well, honey sidle up <laughs> and and kind of saying something about dean too which is that he would make her clean him yeah <laughs> Which is yeah. <laughs> which is the actual weird thing about that, you know? Yeah, I don't, which Dean wouldn't do, but again, she's trying to scare her. Yes, scare her, mm-hmm. scare Triana. So, yeah, yeah. clean it with a Q-tip. I'm glad that I don't have to clean my genitals at all. Being cut means they just take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. You, you so get, they just uh, slough off a layer of skin every couple of days, and I'm golden. <laughs> I put that in a plastic bag, tie it off, and throw it in with the dog poop. Yeah, uh, it's can, gone. Can, can, Yesterday's can, problem. I mean, that this that this is going. Uh, I know it's not going to be gross because it's about hygiene. Uh, any anybody who can change their shower head to a shower head that has a little hand handheld breakout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to uh, to to, to Go, spot Grundle Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> to, to spot to spot target specific it uh it's good it's it's a life i mean life changer is probably overstating it uh it, it, it changes is, your it, life a little bit it, it is an upgrade it, it is a, it yeah. is an upgrade yes so i would i would recommend 100%. it is it is a it is a 70 to 90 dollars worth spending yeah uh when I, when i've lived in apartments with those things it's really great yes i do get cleaner mm-hmm. uh and sometimes i just wash my dick for fun as opposed to just letting nature take its course which i do now yes uh, I'm of course kidding. If anyone out there is picturing my dick, it's as clean as the day is long, um, but not as long as the day is clean. Sam says via contact. Uh, I just want to correct a mistake on the show where one of you claimed that no one has heard of the Iger sanction by saying that I watched it as a teenager. I had a divorced dad and easy access to a weird local video rental store in the nineties. So I saw more Clint Eastwood movies than anyone reasonably should. I remember it being pretty good, but it's been well over 20 years. Hope to hear a full, a full episode about it. Do you know if this is Sam bear? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Like anytime <laughs> we're like nobody has done the thing, Sam Beer's done it. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I believe so you. Good. I mean, especially especially yeah. in the '90s, you know. Oh if, yeah. If you're just if you're just, if you're if you're pulling back something as weird as the Iger sanction from a uh, from, from from a video rental store, you're going to come back feeling okay. No, I used to. Everybody has those movies that you watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. Uh, cause they're on, there's a movie called, uh, throw another shrimp on the Barbie. Have I talked to you about that? No, no, you haven't. It's a Cheech Marin comedy film oh, about God. him, uh, getting stranded in Australia and falling in love with a woman who's engaged. Okay. Uh, it's as dire as it sounds like it's from those comedy central pre South park comedy central days when it was just evening at the improv. And then like two month long engagements of earth girls are easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, it, yeah. It's, it, it is, it is 2 PM on a summer day in your home from school. Why not watch war of the roses? It, it, it's 100%. So throw another shrimp of the Barbie was on there and I watched it a bunch cause it was on, I was at my dad's house for the summer. Uh, and the, uh, the joke I remember from it is that the love interest, her sister really liked Cheech Marin. Mm. The, the woman, you know, would, you know, kind of liked her fiance her sister and her sister was sexually obsessed with horses. She was a real horsewoman. She loved horses. Okay. And 
there's a part where uh, she more or less tries to sex assault him, which okay. is what happened in the 80s and 90s, and we we thought it was jokes, mm-hmm. um, and starts acting like a horse. And then later, when he has to sneak through her room or something, he finds a magazine that's just called Naked Men on Horses. <laughs> and it just shows a man just like naked <laughs> on a horse, like not erotically or anything, just uh-huh. sitting there. <laughs> and it was really good. It's yeah. like a really funny joke. That's a very good uh, joke. That was, that was my Iger sanction. Yeah. Uh, thing that I ended up watching as a kid because you watch anything as a kid. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam says via contact. Hey guys, not sure if it's too late to write in for the season three wrap up, but I figured I'd throw them in my questions anyway. Uh, I watched the Venture Bros when it was first on TV, but then slowly fell off during season four and never came back to it. I've been loving Orb and reliving those early episodes with you all. And it finally did get me to go back and finish seasons four through seven, which I'm super glad I did. Listening to the show also reminded me of a question that's been bugging me since I first watched it in 2008. So the scene with Sergeant Hatred and the Monarch in the hot tub at Hatred's party. Hatred talks about treating Dr. Venture like a king to get revenge on the Monarch. And my question is, uh, what does treating your archenemy like a king mean in the world of supervillainy? Is it being extra nice, extra mean? We don't see a lot of Hatred arching Venture, so we don't really get a clear answer. Would you love to hear what you think it all means? Oh, it absolutely means Um, he's going to treat him real nice. He brings him a a basket of howdy-do. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 brings him a basket. He we're going full nerf mm-hmm. on on him. You know, he barely arches him. He just you know he keeps having these misunderstandings and like leaving. Yep. You know he he's uh he's he's being real soft on him. I think is what it means. Yes. Yeah. You know, especially for Doctor Venture, another hero who is more into the game, it might be extra mean. Mm-hmm. But Doctor Venture does not like the pageantry. Yeah, and he he, he probably yeah. barely barely notices that he is being treated well by 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 Sergeant Hatred. Um, yeah. you know, as, as highlighted by, he still gets annoyed when hatred shows up, you know? Yeah. He he does make a couple of references comparing him to the monarch mm-hmm. being like, Oh, my last venture would do this. Or my last uh, arch would do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so there, there's a little bit of, of, of awareness there. They, they just didn't make it a focus for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make every, uh, you know, every episode, every season chock-a-block full, lots of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's our interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, finally here, we have Pondo who writes, uh, about, uh, an episode that we're down on saying, I liked Dr. Quim medicine woman quite a bit. Uh, I think the performances, the change of pace and the gags, uh, just work for me in spite of the self-evident problems. I like the joke about doc being disgusted by epilepsy enough to write in and say as much. Uh, it's, uh, it's really elevated for me by the overwhelming chaos in which it's delivered. Um, I would have liked, uh, to see those characters developed in theory, even even though I know the showrunners weren't equipped for it. Watching through the whole show with my girlfriend, we kept observing how odd it is that Doc and uh, that Doc and Jackson are so terrified of writing women and how uh, right terrible those characters generally are. Uh, for a show that trades so heavily in humanity and sympathy, their massive nervous inter- nervousness around women is very strange to me. Neither here nor there, but the only Molotov cocktease character beat in the whole show I find charming is her getting offended at Brock mistaking her street clothes for a disguise. Um, yeah. And then you get any hoopty you want. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, 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 a hoopty's a car, a floozy's a girl. Well, uh, Hank calls her a hoopty. Does he? Okay. That I forget that. Yeah. That's yeah. why the hoopty says, who's, who's Brock with that hoopty? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and there, there's, there's a second part to this. Um, yeah. Doc being disgusted by epilepsy is a very good joke. I, I, I grant that. Yeah. You know, and I, I completely understand the boys being scared of writing women. Yes. Like that, that it doesn't feel at odds to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it is, uh, you know, I'm not, it's not a good thing about me. It just wasn't what happened. Um, like I didn't have, uh, close female friends until my thirties. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had, uh, some, you know, just a couple, but not nobody who I really consider really close. Um, even now, like if I put myself in the, the, the shoes of the boys, mm-hmm. like writing a female character without somebody giving it a once over mm-hmm. would make me nervous yes. because I would, I'd be writing from my perspective. I'd be writing what I know. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a different experience of the world. Yes. You know, the, the easy answer to that has is, and has always been like if the boys had a third writer, but that wasn't going to work for this show. It was born out of their specific creative partnership. Mm-hmm. And at the time they made it, it's not like they had freedom and a budget. Yes. You know, if, if, so I, I get where they're at. If this was that. made today, you know, if it was, you know, if they started the show 10 years later uh, and they had more resources, I could totally see them doing, you know, uh, it's a, it's a very different show. But Rick and Morty famously started bringing more women writers into, into the room uh, to kind of change yeah. the, well, uh, change the tone. Yeah. So some women writers, some, some LGBTQ yep. uh, folk would be useful for how many gay characters are on the show. Mm-hmm. All that stuff would be good. Yes. You know, ultimately the show that we, the fact that the show that we got is as good as it is, it doesn't mean that it's, it's flawless or that it does everything perfectly. Yes. And this is something that, um, I personally like really appreciate the boys not mm-hmm. trying to go outside their lane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that much it is as I get older, what feels wisest to me is to stay in one's lane. Yes. Um, you know, and, and yes, that means that sometimes you get a show like the venture brothers where it's like two white dudes, Mm -hmm. two straight white dudes writing it. I think it's okay to have a show, you know, if it's not every show, Mm -hmm. it should be fewer shows. But the idea there there can be a show that's this perspective. I think that's fine. Yeah. Personally, I can understand the calculus that says it is preferable to withdraw from something that could be a problem than to do it wrong and completely screw it up. Even if withdrawing is its own kind of milder, uh, defanged flavor of screwing it up. Yeah. As, as two people, you know, you and I who, uh, hate being yelled at. Yes. You know, like it 100% relate to that. Like, I, 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 underst- I understand the, um, the, the, the instincts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing I like less than somebody calling me out for something. Like, it's yes. not because I don't want feedback, but it just, it means I screwed up and possibly hurt some people on accident. And that's yeah. a really bad feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, the process of getting yelled at enough until I get fixed mm-hmm. and, and better is not only daunting. Like I have a very human reluctance to that, even if it is the right move. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's something I also think that, uh, it was, it's just a very long process. Yes. You know, is it worth me stepping outside of my lane and hurting people who like us and who listen to us in order to achieve that personal growth, right? Like what is the moral calculus of me hurting someone's feelings so I can sharpen myself like a whetstone to get better at speaking to things outside of my lane? Yeah. You know, to me, that's a really complicated moral question. Mm-hmm. It's not something where it's like, yeah, duh, just, you know, try it and get yelled at. You know, being yelled <laughs> at is good. It's like, well, it's, it's, yeah, but you're getting yelled at because you hurt some people. Yeah. And for and, every and, person who corrects you, like uh-huh. there's somebody out there who's just quietly hurt. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I, the, the, the getting yelled at bothers me, but also the inadvertently hurting people thing bothers me too. And it's like, yeah, yeah I, I, I could get better. But if the, if the plane's in the air and we are playing with live ammo where people are going to see it, you know, maybe it's it's worth second guessing if I should, you know, use people's feelings as target practice as I as I hone my aim, you know? Yeah. 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 
Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's a very complicated question, I think. And it, it, it may, it makes sense to me the way the boys handle it. It makes sense. You know, I've come to peace the way that I kind of approach it as well. Yes. You know, and if, if that's unsatisfying to you and that hurts you, I'm sorry about that as well. <laughs> it, there's, there's no way to win. It's, it's like one of those things where people, when people yell at us for, uh, disclaiming our opinions yes. on well-loved things and they're like, you waste too much time on this. This is stupid. And I'm like, yep, if we didn't do it, we'd also get yelled at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not. <laughs> there are two doors and both of them contain yells. <laughs> yeah. The tigers behind all the doors is the thing. Yes. I don't know what the solution is mm-hmm. to make everybody happy. Um, it, it, and I don't think, it, I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. You know, and and, and also that, 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 that doesn't exist. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think it, I, I think it is accurate to watch the show and remark and remark on you know how notable how, how notable and noticeable uh, the boys' aversion is. That is the, yes. the, the, that is an accurate observation. Yeah, it, it's accurate, but it's also understandable to me. Yes. Um, yeah. Here's here's the other uh, uh, the other part of this, which I, I think is interesting as both a Venture Brothers fan and a uh, Fallout fan, the Fallout video games. Um, uh, Pondo uh, continues here saying, uh, my partner had the chance to ask, uh, to ask James Urbaniak about Fallout New Vegas for me. Um, uh, so James Urbaniak voiced a character in the downloadable co- uh, content for um, Fallout New Vegas, specifically Old, War- Old World Blues. Uh, he was the voice of Dr. O, a brain of a scientist that was put into a jar to command a group of brains that running this uh, running this little town, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good. It's, it's, it's good DLC and a good performance. Um, so they continue after a satisfying bit of shtick as Dr. Venture, he confessed that he was completely unfamiliar with fallout being a non-gamer American, uh, and didn't remember much about that role. He did. Ha- he did, however, pull up a clip of Dr. Uh, is Dr. O or Dr. Zero. Dr. Zero. Dr. Zero, yes. Uh, did pull up a clip of Dr. Zero so I could watch him review the performance uh, for maybe the first time. He assessed that he played the role slightly, slightly less sharp and high-pitched than Dr. Venture, uh, which I can appreciate now that he's pointed it out. Uh, and he thanked, uh, thanked us for uh, pointing it out to him. It was very nice. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great man. He's yes. a gent. Yeah. Uh, and that is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a great movie, uh, all told, but just for other James Urbaniak stuff, uh, this is a movie that is free on Shutter if you have Shutter. Uh, but it's called Dave Made a Maze. Um, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's an independent horror movie um, about a guy who uh, constructs a cardboard maze inside of his apartment that is bigger on the inside than it is outside. And it's them, you know, mm-hmm. going ding, ding. through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, 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 James Urbaniak plays kind of a, a supporting character in that. Uh, who's a friend who makes a who's making a documentary about the maze, and so they're in there mm-hmm. uh, filming stuff. It is a very good James Urbaniak performance. He's obviously the heavy hitter that they brought into this indie uh, in, in indie scene. Uh, it's not a great movie, but the effects are very good, and James Urbaniak is there, so it might be worth your time. Nice, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I've seen that floated in in when people have talked about uh, recent horror movies that are worth watching. It is yeah. good to hear that it's not great. Sincerely, like that sounds <laughs> like a contradiction, but it's not like mm-hmm. allowing me to weed this out as, you know, if I'm only going to watch a couple of movies a month, that one's not worth it is good to hear. Yes. Yeah. Not even if I love James Urbaniak. Yeah. So just um, throwing that out there in the world of James Urbaniak performances. And then obviously nice. could do a whole show about review, but <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's incredible in review. Really good as R. Crumb in uh, American Splendor. Oh, yeah. 
uh, something I always forget that he's in, mm-hmm. uh, but he's yeah, wonderful. Um, I'm, I want to throw out a twist here for our first and worst. Okay. You ready? Uh, so this is a double kind of a double season. Yes, it is. Uh, in addition to wanting your worst, I want your top three. <laughs> okay. All right, Bubba. All right. Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to ping, ping it to Ponge? Yeah, let's, uh, let, let, let's ping pong. Let's do, let's do our worst on this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to say my worst on this is return to malice. Return to malice. Yeah. It just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't move enough forward. It doesn't, uh, doesn't, uh, have the, 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 the jokes that I need. They would retread this ground, uh, like pieces of it better later on. I don't, uh, I don't particularly care for, uh, for return to malice. Yeah. Return to malice is not great. Uh, agreed there. Yeah. That would be, if I were doing a bottom three, mm-hmm. um, that would certainly be, uh, in my zone Yeah, for that. Uh, I think, so I, there are a couple like, that's one I don't like. Um, I don't like, uh, uh, what is it? Pinstripes and poltergeists. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Um, you know, uh, but I think I, I have to get my, my worst and it's not, it might not be the worst one, but it's the one that when I think about it, it's the most annoying to me mm-hmm. is assisted suicide. Okay. I find that episode annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go, go into that. Uh, I like all the stuff, you know, the rusty, the rusty, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff is good, but it's a little too pat on the back, uh, itself. It has that feeling to it. Yeah. The ending is one of my least favorite examples of like, gotta end now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of things. And it, it, it feels like a lot of these episodes when we find out they used to be part of something else, mm-hmm. the, um, I end up feeling like, Oh, thank God they, they separated those. This one feels like. It's like stuffed and unstuffed. Yeah. You know, the, the, the piece of it, I think is a little bit annoying. I can agree um, with that. You know, I like the end, you know, with, with Dean sitting in the ants, <laughs> you know, that that's, that's very cute, but all of the stuff inside the mind just feels very hack. Yeah. Uh, to me. So there, there are good bits in it, but I think that might be the one that is most annoying to me. And also I didn't want to take yours. Like return to malice is really not very good. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, even the return to malice has that amazing, uh, with doc and Dr. Mrs. The monarch. Yeah. Sitting yeah. By the, uh, you know, they're, they're good things to every episode in the season. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, not to pick on the Pondo, the world's largest organism, the system of sentient mushrooms that lives under the Pacific Northwest. Pondo. <laughs> uh, but there's no, there's no quim in the yeah. season. You know, there's no, there's none, there's nothing like that in yeah. this one. There's nothing that's that bad. To, to say a nice thing about Return to Malice, that bonding between Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch and Rusty, like of all of mm-hmm. the Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch bonds with somebody uh, through a kind of a heartfelt conversation, that pops up quite a bit over the past, like this season and the past one. Uh, that is the best of those, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Like the stuff that, that it's good at. It's very good at and mm-hmm. and you know and uh, assisted suicide. Surely even and the boys like horsing around in the yard is real fun. Mm-hmm. You know all of this to the doors of perception. Stuff. Yes, like there, there's a weird uh, when you learn about the development of of assisted suicide, the the part that it feels like it kind of cops out and doesn't show a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. is text. Like they ran out of money. Yes. So you know the the doors of perception being open doesn't really do anything. Yeah, we don't you know do the, Leviathan. the Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an annoying episode to me. Mm-hmm. It also has the uh, the the the, the weird uh, uh, twenty one and Doctor Mrs. the Monarch kind of thing that feels tonally it clangs 
Yeah. 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 Where they make up and they make out, which I like. And then later, because mm-hmm. they're completely different, like them making out there. Dr. Mrs. The Monarch is drunk and a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then for her later to be like, yeah, we had a threesome. It's nothing. Doesn't yeah. read the, the two Dr. Mrs. The Monarchs don't feel consistent. Yes. Together. Um, and yes, she could just be going along with the Monarch during Operation Prom, but it doesn't read that way. Mm-hmm. That feels like a little talk justification to me. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so for the, for the top three, uh, mm-hmm. are, are, I mean, are we doing what we said last week? And saying Operation Prom is th- thrown out, kind of like taking man off yeah, let, man man on the moon off of uh, automatic for the people. Yeah, let's say that that's the. I think that's probably we would probably agree is the best episode. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, the season, let's let's take that off the table. Yeah, it's like a special. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is un, It is unsurprising that that would be uh, that that would be one of those. Uh, so yeah, I think that uh, uh, I don't know. It, it would be tough to rank these. Uh, but yeah, let's just say ones. That yeah, this is the, this is this is an undifferentiated top three, uh, and we have to accept if we if we have overlap because we, we like we like we 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 definitely will. Um, I'm going to uh, throw in mine. This is probably not going to be yours, but uh, I do have uh, and continue to have a soft spot for everybody comes to Hanks. Yeah, yeah, uh, not in my top three, but I yeah. do like that episode. I think it is very funny. I admire their commitment to the bit. They've got excellent scenes in that and uh, uh, just a tremendous Hank episode. Um, and yes. I'm, I'm a Hank boy, at least for now. I like uh, all the Hank stuff and I really like the dramatic scenes in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the bit is not as fun to me. Yes. I don't really care about noir pastiches, but yeah. I, I do really like what happens in that episode. Yeah. Um, you know, the reveal is good. Uh, and has emotional dividends and stuff. It would be a middling episode to me for the season, but I do like those bits about it. There's lots of nice things to say. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the one I've always said is my favorite uh, episode of the season and, and maintains in the top three for sure is The Better Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that episode. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's just, uh, I love Dr. Orpheus. I think that's a really human episode. You know, what's supposed to happen if we set things up right? Oh, I don't know. My mom calls him and says he's a better kisser. <laughs> uh, that's incredibly good. Yeah. Um, you know, Orpheus, ha- I think, has one of the better character arcs in mm-hmm. the show um, through them not having to make it last the entire series. Right. You know, we, d- we just kind of spot check on Orpheus as he moves through his arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it allows them to have more movement because they don't have to worry about getting to like an end place and then not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. They can just put the character away for a while. Yeah. Uh, if that happens. Um, and then I love the Outrider. I think the Outrider is real fun. Um, I love uh, who's, who opens a portal to hell. What a dick. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's a very sweet episode. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I am consciously avoiding your, uh, the, the ones that I know that you're going to bring. <laughs> it's okay. Despite all the preamble about not doing that. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, no, I'm just going to say it. Perchance to Dean. I like perchance to oh, Dean quite a bit. Yeah. I like I love Perchance Dean. That was that was uh, going to be in my in my three. Yeah. Uh, but not you know the uh, it's it's probably my number three mm-hmm. of my three. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Yeah. It you know not tons on jokes, but we get a lot. We get a, it's a good Dermot episode, and then a really great uh, Doc and Dean episode, which is a, a character dynamic I'm like growing to really love. Mm-hmm. You know, Doc trying with Dean. Yeah. And he's still failing, but him trying is kind of endearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- d- just that whole, uh, you know, d- d- Dean going along with it, uh, you know, for, for this point, right? He, he is ex- <laughs> he is excited about the prospect and him, you know, this is where kind of where he starts learning that he's not cut out for the same life uh, that, that, that mm-hmm. his dad is. 
Yeah. And obviously Hank, Hank and Dermot. Yeah. The, the attic stooge, mm-hmm. you know, putting together the Dean. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. Uh, possibly, you know, ar- arguing in conversation with the better man as my number one is self-medication. Yeah. Uh, I love this episode. Um, I love, you know, the therapy stuff is all very good and very funny. The emotional beats at the end work. I love, you know, Dr. Z's monologue about like, I'm much happier doing this mm-hmm. than I ever was chasing Johnny around with a laser. Like, yeah. you know, get a real life. Um, I love uh, Rel- Lord of the you know, Realms of the, the Ring or whatever. <laughs> the Realm of the Realms. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a whole lot of realms in this. <laughs> Who's that little guy with the axe? That's Grimsby. <laughs> I like his moxie. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is very good to me. What did Henry Darger write this? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, advances the lore in a way that I enjoy. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I got to be honest with my heart on this one. Bright Light, Steen City. Yeah. That was going to be, that would be my number three if it wasn't uh perchance the Dean. Yep. Those two are my kind of my ties. So I don't, I don't have a third one on top of that. Bright Light Dean City is so good. Yeah. Um, um, it's good stuff. Dean I forgot, I, I forgot how heavy that was, the, how heavy that was on the uh, Revenge Society stuff. Cause, you know, I mean, honestly, normally Phantom Limb stuff doesn't necessarily work that great for me. It's fine, but yeah. it's real workmanlike in a lot of ways. Uh, them doing the tryouts is very good. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, and, and I like the Brown Widow and I think the it's rusty is one of my favorite musical moments in the show. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the most popular musical in Germany? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starlight Express for some reason. Uh, I love how the more anyone learns about Andrew Lloyd Webber, the more of like a deranged maniac he feels like. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, have you ever like the, the sequel to uh, Phantom of the Opera? If you ever read about that. <laughs> I've not That's read about that. What, what, uh, yeah. give, give, give me like the two sentence pitch. What's, what's wild like it, about it's, it? Well, it's a, it's a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. If Which, you know the yeah. basic, you know, <laughs> that, that's basically the one that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, they made a sequel to that story. <laughs> uh, it's like my beloved, I think, or something like that. It's called. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the songs are real weird. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to hear them, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, man, but just, uh, that, that, that's the name you hear, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber, that, that is associated with theater and obviously that is culture. So I don't have to think about it too much, right? Like that's yes. culture. That's, that's grown up stuff. Yeah. No, w- wildly out there. <laughs> super, super weird. Uh, th- there's no, there's not like a lot of bad episodes on this season. No. Like uh, when I'm looking at my, if there's other ones that I could argue to me at top, like I really like uh handsome ransom, like mm-hmm. despite you know, any, uh, molesty overtones. I, I still think that's a, a really good episode. Yeah. Um, the silent partners is really good. Yep. Um, you're revisiting that. I liked it more than I did uh, mm-hmm. any which way, but Zeus is really fun. There are a lot of really good episodes on the season and the, the floor is really high. Yes. Uh, on this, I think that's what makes season four so good is that like your, your worst episode is a seven out of 10, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, agreed. Good season. I'm looking forward to uh, to going on to new stuff. Um, you too. But uh, this has been fun to talk about. Yeah. I, I like the idea of doing a couple specials mm-hmm. before going into season five. If we're going to end up doing any uh, movies or extracurricular stuff, we want to start sprinkling that in so we're not ending the show on the Iger Sanction, mm-hmm. uh, which we don't want to do. So, you know, maybe look for that next season. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, if not next season, then uh, between that season and six or during season six. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for listening. We appreciate you. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just uh, you do not have to write in responses uh, near the end. Uh, if you have thoughts about season four as you're watching or season five as you're watching it, the way to do that is to go to uh, con- TV slash contact and click the button for orb and you'll see the uh, the little box there open up for you. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we will read them, but then uh, we'll compile them uh, at the at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv uh, or leave a rating review on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict or anywhere that uh, podcast reviews are uh, or fine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are, are, are found. Yeah. Um, and uh, until next time, go, go Team, team Venture. venture.